Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association and I'm joined as always by uh, Chris Martin. Hello, Chris. Hello, John. And uh, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is Chris Martin and I'm with Atlas Marketing and we tell stories for people who build things and uh, that's what we're doing today. We're talking all about things being built. Yes, today we're telling these stories on the road. So we took a field trip to uh, the great town of Enola, Pennsylvania and we're at the Barton Mallow Alexander Joint Venture Project of uh, Penn State Health Medical, oh, wait, I'm sorry here, Penn State Health Hampton Medical Center. Um, so special shout out to Barton Mallow Alexander for opening your doors and allowing us to hang out with you all day here. Yes. So we've recorded a bunch of great episodes and this one's going to be the best one yet. We're talking prefab now with uh, Andrew Conley, superintendent for Alexander is, is joining us today. Hello, Andrew. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, like I mentioned, we're we're talking about prefab, and I know you don't like the word expert or guru, so he's the <laughs> he's the, pre, the prefab person. How's that? Prefab so, person. What yeah. that works. Yeah, that works absolutely. So so what is it? How's it affecting this project? Uh, well, we prefabricated uh, ninety six bathroom pods off site, along with an additional four that went into the building. Uh, during its stages and uh, also a bunch of HVAC multi-trade racks for the second and third floor primarily for all the main runs. So uh, it was in order to expedite the install of these processes into the building and to make sure that we had adequate manpower on site whenever we got to other stages of construction. So It's It's a pretty unique approach. Uh, not not prefabrication as a whole, but specifically for this, because typically you don't hear of prefabbing bathroom stalls or bathroom pods, as you call uh, it. I'm sorry. In this area, no. Uh, nationwide, there are companies out there that do this as a whole industry and a business, okay. in, in truth. Uh, but uh, it, a lot of it is due to Penn State and their commitment to uh, prefab as an idea and our team as with speed to market and making sure everything was going out the door and we could get the best quality product in the shortest amount of time it was almost quintessential in this project mm-hmm. yeah. so nice and with with the site itself being 40 acres in Enola was there any discussion or thought put into prefabbing them on site uh, we did we did entertain the uh, idea of prefabricating them on site at one point in time uh, we did a little bit of a cost analysis mm-hmm. and it turns out that getting an off-site prefabrication facility was on par with the same cost it also let us have all of our laydown area and parking areas accessible for the trades on site while we were in prefabrication so we went ahead and made the decision to do it off-site, and then we used the old prefab facility that we currently still have leased as a storage facility for millwork, casework, and things like that for the building. So we can still, it helps us with our just-on-time delivery for site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and 
during the pre-construction phase, were you, let me rephrase that. At what point in time in the, in the whole construction process I, I did was, prefab I was, come on? Uh, prefab has, has been since the very beginning of this project has actually been an idea that they, they wanted to pursue. Uh, they had multiple other partners involved with uh, considering prefab until we decided to do it ourselves and manage it ourselves here. One of our DA partners, Philadelphia DNM, was instrumental with the prefabrication of bathroom pods and they did the framing and the drywall. And uh, we put all that together and came up with a prefabricated bathroom pod that went into the building. So that's great. A lot, lot of forethought, a lot of planning. Uh, a lot of uh, submittals, a lot of redesign, a lot of testing, and making sure that we can actually get them into the building and uh, make them work. And uh, that's a lot of a lot of a lot of legwork to get a lot it done. Of mm -hmm. Great. So it, at this point in time, in the in the life of the project, where is the prefabrication? We have all of our. Bathroom pods are installed inside the building. They're currently being finished out as far as floors being leveled and tile being installed and finished and checked. Uh, they are all placed in their locations and being tied in with the rest of the stick belt structure around them. All the HVAC multi-trade racks are already installed above all the patient rooms and they're being tied together and tested as that's done. Uh, everything was pre-tested in facility to make sure everything was done. And uh, we also had the code, local code officials stop by that prefabrication facility and checked everything to make sure it met code before it came to site. So it gives us a nice little jump on a, a pa typical patient room where yeah. the other things are going to be above ceiling or in the medical head wall. Uh, the, the patient bathroom is one of the most labor intensive areas that we have. Right. So. Right. And, and it, it, the bathroom pods themselves, like what, what What's the size that you're talking about here? Uh, the, there's two sizes that we built in facility. Uh, we built one that's an outboard and one that's an inboard. Uh, the inboard is slightly smaller than the outboard. Uh, the inboard one is 9.6 by 9.6. The outboard one has an additional two foot jut out that's six foot long. Okay. Uh, it's just to work around some existing steel and structure that's in the building. Okay. So, and they weigh in around 3,600 pounds. Hmm. Right. So. You had made mention about the offsite building. You know, the pods are built and now the offsite building is housing casework and some other items. Correct. Um, is there any long-term goals with the offsite facility? Uh, sort of it, you know, goals? the Butts family company who Alexander is a part of uh, continues to develop their prefabrication plan and if we find that another project where it is the correct fit and where it is a financially viable option number one and it is good for the customer and good for us then we will continue with prefabrication okay. uh, but we're not planning on developing that as an independent building uh, business model at this time okay so any what, what are some of the benefits that you saw from prefab one of the largest benefits that you're going to see is labor hours. We save about 200 labor hours for each one of the bathroom pods in comparison to stick built construction. Uh, over 100 pods, that's quite a substantial number of labor hours, man hours, actually going into it. 
when we're in the prefabrication facility, we don't have lost time or downtime. We don't have rain days. We don't have weather delays. We don't have uh, two hours to get your tools and material to a specific area to build something. Everything's on hand when you need it, when where you need it, and you can go to work. We only utilize 10 personnel to build all these bathroom pods in a three-month period. So, and that's, that's built, efficient. That's yeah. built, shipped, and installed on site. Wow. Now the same the same folks that built built them in the prefab shop Inst also installed. Yes. Okay. PD, PDM who did the framing and the drywall for the bathroom pods, they actually installed them in the building. Okay. Even yet, even more efficiency, John. Yes, there you go. Well, it's it's yeah. keeping the people that know exactly what was done and how it was done involved yeah. in the process from beginning to end. Yeah, and it, what it ensures is that you have a consistency and a quality product, and it guarantees that all of them are exactly the same. Okay, so there is no deviations in the process. Yeah. Were any of these pods prefab during? During the COVID COVID months of March, uh, we actually we actually had quite an experience with the with the COVID yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, here on site and in the prefabrication facility. And no, we did not close down the prefabrication facility during the COVID, uh, nor did we close down here yeah. on site. Uh, but we did implement our social distancing and different policies and procedures mm -hmm. as far as the way the pods were built for. Each trade would give each individual pod a 24-hour period before the next trade took it over. So we held them off and let them sit off to the side. Okay. So there's a pulling off period between handling somebody else's work. Okay. So okay. It, it, it slowed us down a little bit, but it was marginal and it was manageable. Yeah. So, but it didn't slow down the overall project? No, it didn't okay. slow down the overall project. Okay. Yeah. And the same thing goes for here on site where we split shifts yep. and we yeah. did... We, we did our best to try to manage this process. We test everyone as they come into the job site. Uh, social distancing is implemented as much as possible. Masks should be worn as long as it's inside of OSHA guidelines. And, you know, generally uh, we keep a pretty clean site and give guys enough space to spread out, like you said, yeah. 40 acres. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully we can find some space to work okay. so. <laughs> which is what we're here for right 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 yeah and, and to echo what you said about the the cleanliness of the site and 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 just the whole idea of even utilizing co-location on this it, it, i'll say and i've said it already before in some of these other episodes that this is definitely one of the cleanest mm -hmm. job sites i've been on um, the co-location facility that we're in now is just it, it, I've never seen anything like it it's, it, it's really it's, impressive it's great for working with your trades and getting answers and getting immediate responses and immediate answers when they're required uh, it good for building a spirit of core and mm -hmm. you know and and building relationships with your contractors and your peers yeah and you know there's no better form of communication than than looking someone in the face or sitting across the table from them and having a conversation yeah. and in our industry, you know, from project managers to office personnel or presidents, we, do, we don't typically, or even superintendents, we typically don't get to see every facet of construction. Mm -hmm. So whereas here, you, you're more involved and, and you get to see that you get to see the financials, you get to see the KPIs, you get to, you get to see, you, you get more owner interaction, sorry, yeah. but it's, you, you, you're more part of a whole team than an individual entity doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with your role with QA and safety, I, I bet that teamness and that teamwork 
really helps. And, and you know, we have an on-site safety personnel that was hired specifically for this job, and he's full-time out here, and that's his whole world is safety, and he does a great job with that. And uh, any job of this size really should have an on-site full-time safety person. Uh, we tried to blend Alexander's safety policies and their procedures with Barton Mallow's safety policies and procedures and come out with a system that, that works and is functioning and uh, is easy for everyone to implement, easy work for everyone to identify. And while, you know, as far as safety goes, we were all trying to make the best of everything, especially with COVID, right. you know, we're trying to find a way to make all these systems work and all these trades work together and everyone to be on the same page and have the, have the same mindset and the same ideals. We want everyone to go home at the end of the day safe. Right. We want their family safe, especially with the COVID stuff. So mm -hmm. trying to make sure everyone is on the same page. Yeah. Nice. And then as far as QAQC goes, you know, we have, again, two separate companies that came together with two totally different QAQC programs, two totally different mindsets and approaches to QAQC. Uh, probably one of the most important things in our industry is quality products to customer yep. and ensuring that we're, we're building what we say and we're doing what we say, when we say it and how we say it. And it, taking the Alexander QAQC process and blending it with the Barton Mallow QAQC process is was difficult and trying at times, but everyone's working together to try to make and provide the best product for Penn State that we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is uh, very evident everyone is working together. You know, we arrived this morning and there we, we sat through a, a job, a, a daily huddle. We sat through the daily huddle and, you know, you can see everyone, the stakeholders, subs, the joint venture partners, everyone's working together. So bravo yeah. to the team. Yeah. It's an impressive uh, way to see how a project can be effectively managed safely um, and and also to the dedication to all the people that are working on it so mm -hmm. it, hats off to you and your team for, for making yeah. that happen and, and we love having people stop by and seeing how we're doing things and you know and trying to implement the most it, the, some of the newer policies and procedures out there as far as lean and mm -hmm. trying to be lead and trying to make sure we're integrating some of that with, you know, the old school, just get it done mentality. And, and that's the only way that you're going to get a building done in the speed to market time frame that we have on this hospital. Yeah. It, it's an, it is an impressive site. So if, you're, awesome. if you're out there and you ever get a chance to, to check out this facility before the, the keys are handed over, uh, I encourage you to do it. I, I think it'd be a good, good opportunity. And how many job sites have their own radio station? So that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. 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 it is really cool. I mean, you got. I hand it to the BMA team for being innovative and pushing the envelope to move this forward. So that's great. Yeah, just thank you for uh, you know your thank role you guys for coming out here and, and and talking with us. And I'm sure everyone on the teams gracious to have you come out here and glad you came out here to see what we have going on and. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, some of the ideas and things that we're doing here spread, you know, to other market areas and other companies. And, yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
continually try to improve the business and that's what you guys are here for and yep, it's, absolutely. it's great to sit down and talk with you about yeah, it yeah. Yeah. and yeah. if the the pre-shop the prefab shop gets up and running cranking out pods we, again if, let if us we, know if we get up and running and cranking out pods or anything yeah. again we'll let you know so okay. you can be come great. over there and come over there and take a peek awesome. that would be sure. great sounds good well andrew thank you for joining us today um for those of you listening at home or in your car, uh, thank you. And you can listen to more episodes at buildingpapodcast.com or on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Um, we will have more episodes coming your way soon, and uh, we'll keep plugging away on our end. So thank you, and Andrew, thank you again. Thanks, thank Andrew. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.